Neighborhood Church. To find out more about who we are, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. As a person who has traveled through many churches in her life, it is the absolute worst when you recognize faces, but you've never actually been introduced to people. My grandfather was kind of the rock star of the church that I grew up in. And so he was an usher that knew everybody. He may have not have actually known your name, but you thought he knew your name, for sure, for sure. And my mother's here, I'm so happy you're here, Mom. Um, and so he just glowed. Anytime you walked in, he was right there, shaking your hand. If you were a kid, he definitely gave you heck if you brought a special friend with you to church. He loved harassing people and loving them through that. He was the greatest eight-year-old um, that never grew up. And so part of this is for him. Part of this is for my grandmother, whose pin I'm wearing today. Part of this is for my mother, who's sitting here. And to remind me of the path that I've been on in my life, I brought a whole stack of books. I've journeyed through all of these books. And so what I'm doing today is just a little glimpse of my journey through some of that. And thank you for coming along for the ride. My name is Rebecca Rick. I'm the associate pastor over at Neighborhood Kids next door. You may or may not have seen me. You may have not have known my name. My pronouns are she, they. And I'm super excited to be here today. There was a conversation at the door about what is a pronoun. I would like to say, if you want to tell me, oh my gosh, her hair looks beautiful today. I accept that. If you want to say, oh my goodness, their shirt is very busy today. I accept that as well. Thank you. I like it. If you say, oh my gosh, he is really excited about his coffee today. I will go, who? Because they just don't go by he. That's all it means. So, um, Thank you so much for being here. It's really affirming for me to see names on everyone because a lot of your names I have yet to learn. So thank you for your patience with me. So um, I'm going to open us up with a word of prayer. Sustainer breath. Thank you for the ground beneath our feet the breath in our lungs, the love that we are sharing and feeling with those sitting next to us and those far away. To thank you for lovingly guiding us through our journey for every step is good and beautiful. And we affirm that today. Amen. Nikki had asked me, before I came up, uh, do you have a t- 
title for this sermon today, and immediately because we watched Romeo and Juliet the other day, what's in a name, right? What is in a name? Uh, For me, my name is Rebecca. There's actually a really funny story about Rebecca. I'm going to sidetrack into that story in a second. Names are given with intention. My Um, In my household, we have four children. Each of their names have special meanings to me. It was one of the most profound moments of my life to be able to choose a name for them. And it is so much fun as a mother, as a parent, to see them take those names and adopt them and change them to fit who they are and to lovingly accept that journey for them. Um, Names are given sometimes because of a special meaning, sometimes to honor a family member, um, sometimes just because the name is popular. That's still an intention, right? Shout out to all the Aidens and Bradens and Cadens who will be graduating in a couple years from now because there's the whole slew of them, right? So there's reasons for our names. They're given with intention. And when we look in the Bible, A lot of times when people have gone through things, good or bad, when they've combined their families, when they've literally or figuratively wrestled with God, they have changed their name. I don't know about you, but I am going to do a blanket assumption and say that over the last two, three years, we individually as families and as a church have gone through a lot of change. And so in moments like today, I want to be able to recognize that who we were in 2019 or maybe even just last month may be the different people than who we are here today. That is part of our journey and that is a good and beautiful thing. Hence the name tags, because maybe something has changed. And I'm here to say that that change is wholly celebrated by me, and I'm really excited to see and affirm that with you today. Like many of us, during COVID, there was a lot of deconstruction that happened in my own life, taking a look at the patriarchy, heteronormativity, white supremacy, my upbringing within certain religious contexts and how that formed me and how it was continuing to form, how I was looking out at the world and my neighbors. I needed to sit in the mirror and say, is this the person that I still want to be today? Does this still fit me? If not, why do I still carry it with me? Maybe that resonates with you today. Maybe in a few months from now, maybe it would resonate more. But for me, that's part of that journey, that change that some of us may have undergone. A few years ago, Neighborhood also went through a major shift. Neighborhood sat down and looked at their values and looked at where they were and where they wanted to go and realize that they couldn't bring everyone they wanted with. They wanted to create a space that was inclusive for all of God's children, to live out lives that felt fulfilling, 
that could involve worship and serving. And they, regardless of where they were on that journey, they had a right to sit at the table and say, I am here. I am here to not only be fed, but to feed others. And so there was a name change. We broke off and became neighborhood. A few weeks ago, I had the chance to sit down with Pastor Chris and just kind of talk to him about the whole situation of this um, sermon and my thoughts and plans on things. And I just said, how do you come up with neighborhood anyways? I don't know that I've ever heard this story. And now this may be the story or not. I'm not sure. But um, the phrase that he had was, love the ground you're on. Coffee moment here. Pause for drama. Love the ground you're on. I've sat and thought about that verse or that phrase since. We see Moses who's on the mountain standing before a bush and is told to take off his sandals because it is holy ground. The ground was already holy. Moses just didn't realize it. We see Jacob in this transcendental, supernatural, somewhat drug-trippy kind of dream thing where he sees this ladder and he wakes up after it. And what happens? He says, Surely God was in this place, and I did not know. There are moments when we turn around and realize we have been swimming in good and beautiful, holy things, and we did not realize it. When we take a look at neighborhood, I want us to love that ground that we're on. When we think of neighborhoods, maybe you're me, and you grew up in a small town or a cul-de-sac, and you think of kids on their bikes riding around, having like freezy pops in the sun, and like running around unlocked doors because neighbors were more like family that you could just run in and steal cookies from and run out, right? Like, that's awesome, that's a neighborhood. And also, maybe you were also like me, in a neighborhood where you didn't always have friends and it always felt like you were kind of on the outside. My husband and I have been a part of churches that were small, that were friendly to those who were like-minded, who were a part of things. We were asked continually, and you can back me up on this, if we had, what year we had graduated from the Bible college we didn't go to the Bible college that everyone went to. We were also asked how long we had worked for Granger. We had never worked for Granger, but for some reason, everyone had been in that church. And so we always felt a little bit on the outside. When he and I had taught a Financial Peace University class, and half of the attendees were people from outside of the church who could have been welcomed and enfolded in and made the community richer with their own paths, their own journey, their own wisdom. People circled the wagons. 
and left those people on the outside wishing they could also find a home to be a part of. That is the, the crux of a neighborhood. What neighborhood do we want to choose to be? A neighborhood that feels like it's just us? Are we willing to open ourselves up to our actual neighbors here and elsewhere? I want to hop back to my name for a second. My name is Rebecca, and I don't know exactly the story of why you named me that mom. I think it was for a cousin, but I'm not too, too sure. But the name means captivating, which is a pretty good name. I just, I just, I, I think that's awesome. I think Caleb is like smelly hair, so like, you know, I, I, there could have been a bad meeting in that, but I got captivating, which is fabulous. Thank you, mom. Um, but it's actually super cool. It's a double, it's a play on words in the Hebrew. In Hebrew, it means rivka, and it is captivating for all of the wonderful things that you can think of it, but it's also captive-making. So like a Jezebel, once you let her in, you're not easily let go of, which is very interesting. Names, people, situations can have an underbelly. As much as we want to be connected, a group, that we can find a respite in our journeys together, there's an underbelly that says, perhaps sometimes we can close the door off to other people. So how do we avoid that? For me, it's just being intentional about our purpose here today, and intentional in how we live that out in our, our daily lives. Christ at the Last Supper takes bread, takes wine, breaks it, gives it to his friends, and says, take, eat, drink. Whenever you eat and drink of these things, think of me. This wasn't a pistachio uh, marzipan cake, right? This wasn't some top-shelf bourbon, right? This is, this is not high elite stuff. This is everyday, everyday occurrences that he's asking us to tie intentionally to the concepts of love and acceptance, of grace, of friendship, My husband and I went to a small church once. We found by going, to <laughs> by going to Pizza Ranch, they were there. It was uh, Ash Wednesday. And they wanted to hold a service for people who might not be able to go to service during their lunch break. And they were in the back. They were doing songs an offering, it was great, it's pizza ranch. When you have little kids, if you could go to a church at a pizza ranch, I'm sorry, I, hashtag cloquet needs a pizza ranch church. I mean, I'm just, we need one, done, sold. I'm, I, I'm in, I will help find the capital. Um, so, but it was fantastic. 
And their point was is we need to meet the people where they are. That church then later on went to make a disc golf church because they understood that guys, people who raise guys don't usually talk about stuff, but they will go out to disc golf especially if there's adult beverages maybe afterwards. And so they wanted to be able to get people together. And you know what? At every single one of these holes, we're just going to talk about something, something serious, something deep. How are you? How are you doing? What can I do to keep you in my thoughts this week? Do you need any help with that car? Whatever it is. But it was an intentionality set between getting together We don't have to always step into brand new roles for us to feel God moving in our lives in strong and powerful ways. Sometimes we need to just realize we've already been swimming in it. It's already holy ground. So, sometimes though, Here's my ask. We need to love the ground we're on, but we also can be super excited for the ground we're going to, right? Because this journey in all of this didn't stop three books in. It continues, and I hope in every single one of your lives, the journey, wherever that is taking you, continues. And so when we love that journey, that ground we are going to, individually, as families, and as a church, again, we need to make sure that that's lived with purpose and intention. So, neighborhood kids, right now, we have a whole little group of like second graders and some like younger siblings and maybe a few olders, but it's a small group. But right now, we need help. We do, and that's okay. That's the ground that we're going to. A few months ago, Pastor Chris gave a sermon. And he asked us to get involved with organizations that believe and affirm the values that we affirm in our own lives. And asked us to get involved with things that care for us and and have supported us so that we can support back. I left that meeting. Um, I'm God had, I usually have a lot of work, and God, through th- their divine wisdom, had like completely erased my entire work calendar for many months to come. And I found myself, for the first time in a very long time, with some time that I could devote to this church. So I was on my spiritual practice of going to the local coffee shop to uh, buy some coffee and affirm and just celebrate the people who work there. And um, I walked in and Angela was sitting at a table. And I walked right up to Angela and I said, hey, this has been on my heart. This was Pastor Chris's message. And I really want to put feet to that. I would like to help out in neighborhood kids. And unbeknownst to me, she had just been at that table going, this is no longer the ground that fits for me anymore. This no longer fits my family. 
what am I going to do? And I walked in. Now, you can think about that situation all you want, and you can come up with your own theories and thoughts of what any of that means. But I was happy to be there to support her in that moment. So, here's my ask. Continue on your journey, wherever that is. Be thankful and mindful of the places where God has already placed you. And if you feel so called, if there is something here or elsewhere that you're like maybe kind of wanting to help out with or in, you want to get involved, but maybe like me, you're like, I just don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can get up on a Sunday and do a sermon to the crowd. Maybe, just maybe, understand that the God who's brought you through this journey will continue to bring you through that journey. And we as a church are here to celebrate you and support you, whether that is stretching your service here or elsewhere. We want to come alongside you. So I'm going to tap dance my way off of here soon. But um, as a mother, it would be a crime for me not to, rem to remind you that these do not do well in the washing machine. So... They do not. So make sure that you take these off. And if you feel so led, if you would like to take them and give them to Nikki at the door and just say, hey, my name is this. I think I would like to talk to somebody over a cup of coffee next week about how I could help out at Neighborhood. We would love to do that. So name tags to Nikki, hopefully. And... I'm going to just close us off with a little word of prayer, and then we are out of here for our beautiful day, okay? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the wild journeys that have brought us here today. Our paths are full of crisses and crosses and switchbacks. People who've walked alongside of us, and people who've stepped away from that journey with us. We are thankful for every single hard step. We understand that you are the sun lighting our path and the wind at our back. You are the warm hand we are holding on to and the breath in our lungs. And we are so grateful, even in the hardness Thank you for this moment, for us to connect together as a family. May we be a family with an ever-widening table, crowded with the whole rainbow of your creation. And in God's name we say, amen.